Hey, hey, this is the Amy Williams Show, the motivational Christian podcast for women. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I'm here to talk about all things life, God, love, and business. Whether you need inspiration and motivation in your personal life or a swift kick in the big girl pants for your business, you've come to the right place. As your podcast host and your podcast coach, I'm here to help you. No matter what you're going through in life, you are not alone. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams. And today's featured guest is a certified speaker, coach, author, and founder and owner of Stepping Stones Consulting, LLC. Her name is Barb Hildenbrand, and we are so excited to have you on the show today, Barb. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yes. So we're going to be talking about a few different things today. Um, Before we really get into it and dive deep, why don't you give us just a little background about you and uh, maybe your family life and what, where are you living? That kind of stuff. Well, I am living in sunny, hot Tucson, Arizona. And I was basically raised here and went to school all the way through I am on my second marriage, and I have two amazing men, sons from my first marriage. Then my, I have two stepkids from my second marriage, and then we have a child that we actually fostered then adopted. Okay. And he has been a blessing and a handful. <laughs> <laughs> I think every single one of them would fit that bill. <laughs> Bless right, me. right. Well, how so yeah. how old are your two oldest? My two oldest are 38 and 39. And then how old is your foster adopted? He just turned 5. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you've got a big age gap there. So you're kind of starting the wheel all I over do. again. Yeah, we kind of thought we were empty nesters, but uh, you know, I always say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good, <laughs> that quote was on our fridge growing up. And I never really, you know, you don't get the full thing until you're older and you're like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was an empty nester, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. That's well, that's, that's awesome why we that bought a three bedroom house. <laughs> yeah. Good thing it was three and not two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into how long have you been a speaker, coach, author, um, and, and uh, the founder and owner of Stepping Stones? Well, I've been speaking for a little while now. It's been a few years. And I actually started in Toastmasters in 2012. And that kind of gave me the tickle that I would maybe like to speak in front of people because I wasn't, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, one of their greatest fears is speaking publicly and that just wasn't for me. I, it, I was okay getting up in front and, you know, I don't know if it had to do with when I was singing in choir and in junior high and high school. I don't know, but you know, that's just not one of those things for me. But 
I very much enjoyed it. And I could, I saw how I could make an impact on other people by speaking. And mm-hmm. so the wheels started, started turning and I was like, Hmm, cause I came from uh, my career was as a real estate agent okay. and you know, I, I mean, I very much love helping people buy a home, you know, it's pretty rewarding and so exciting to turn over keys and that kind of thing. But I wanted to do something where I could make a bigger impact on people. And this was more along that line, you know, instead of getting people a mortgage, I can help them get over an issue that they may have, or, you know, find a path to success and happiness in their life, you know, instead. Right. Right. (laughs) It's a different type of reward. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I would love to start, um, I was working on like mapping out and making my plans for public speaking and then COVID, um, right. I'm like, okay, well, we'll, we'll shelf that for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, that's not one of my fears either. However, if you were to say you have to sing in front of people, that would be like a, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so I think if you go from singing, it's really easy to speak, but if you're speaking and then you ask me to sing, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I sing in the shower and in the car and I'll sing yeah, at there home, you, go. you know, but <laughs> not, no. <laughs> um, and everybody can say thank you for me not doing that. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, <laughs> you're probably not, you're, you're probably being a little hard on yourself. I'm sure. <laughs> I get, I used to sing in choir. Okay. Let's be real. I love, like I'm more the alto. I'm not a soprano. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I used to sing choir and stuff and I love it. I love singing in church in the congregation. I love, right. you know, back there. Um, and I love singing with my kids and I'll sing really loud, you know, mm-hmm. but th- there's no microphone and there's no stage. There's not an audience. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So let's talk about kind of like, when you say your, your mission and what you did with your, with your speaking was you realized you could help more women or more people. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit. What, what are you trying to, what's your message? What are you trying to say to the world? Well, basically like my signature program is the soul spa. I call it soul spa and it is a recovery discovery program for women I'm working on doing one for men, but I want a man to run it because the program itself is going through past hurts, you know, past abuse. We all have a past and more, more of us than not have yucky stuff in our past. You know, things that we would rather forget about, you know, some pretty extreme. Mm -hmm. And so the program is going through that and, you know, getting pretty intimate with, with the participants and talking about those past abuses or hurts or neglect or whatever it is that we've been through and working through that, through the program, you know, we do some interacting and that kind of thing. We do a few activities and you know, kind of work through those, those past 
things. And we also talk about what we say to ourselves, which is huge. Mm. <laughs> we can be uh, very cruel to ourselves. Six inches between your ears. <laughs> right? <laughs> Own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the gist of the program. And then, like I said, I want to I want a male and I've asked my oldest son to possibly do this for me because, you know, because of the intimate nature of the conversation that is going right. on, right. You know, it, it would be absolutely inappropriate for a woman to do that for a man, for men. Right. So, well, I think that's incredible that you're doing that. Do you, do you find that it's with your clients? Is it more of like the sexual trauma and abuse in that aspect, or is it just any type of, trauma well i think if statistics would be accurate and honest i think probably most people have had some sort of sexual abuse in their past of some sort you know whether it's actual full-fledged physical abuse or even so much as being exposed to sexual material when you're not ready that mm. is also a form of sexual abuse and you know if a child sees or is exposed to things that their little mind is not ready for you know that is a form of sexual abuse and so i think that people think about it in kind of more specific terms as opposed to this whole general idea mm. and so, you know, when you start including all that stuff, then yeah, more people than not have had some sort of sexual abuse in their life. I want to, I want to dive into that a little bit. Um, I'm seeing more and more now of, um, if you want to talk about just sexual content, uh -huh. because there, there is that difference between like actual physical abuse, visual, physical sexual abuse. And then you're saying there's a different type of, you know, sexual abuse where you're just you're exposed to early. So if you're seeing kids that are too young on uh, social media, pick a platform, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever. Um, Absolutely. Would you classify that as something if they're not ready and they're seeing yeah, if, all of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I may get controversial here. <laughs> Go ahead. But <laughs> the sex education in schools these little kids don't need to be thinking about you know what what are my body parts and and you know what do i do with it and you know what's my sexual identity they need to learn reading writing math you know, let the parents take care of the, the personal okay. stuff but you know, keep the personal stuff personal and they're they're introducing it so young i mean i hear programs in kindergarten they shouldn't even be thinking about mm -mm. the s word not, not, <laughs> not our kindergarten not, not at least that's not, not that i know of <laughs> right right so uh, needless to say my child I mean, I think is not going to public school <laughs> i i totally understand i'm i'm hearing you um i'm not going to disagree with you um mm -hmm. i think there is um a really good and it's, there's probably a fine line, um, but there's a, a, a right. definitely a line. I mean, like I have a five-year-old, almost six-year-old boy, like he's mm -hmm. curious of what this, what this is, you know? And I think that's totally normal to just be curious about it. You don't want to just yeah. 
don't touch, don't touch. You know, it's it's not that, but it's like, mm, okay, let's not do that. You know, right, right. <laughs> not while you're sitting and smuggling, <clears throat> mom. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> but I, and I think there there does have to be you know that right. anatomy mm-hmm. and and you know especially for girls because they're they're getting their menstrual cycles earlier than maybe we did you know um and so they have to be right. aware of their body but maybe there's a better way to Absolutely. do things but i guess my question would be more specific mm-hmm. to the social media like what do you see like what effect that has like would you be able to say oh if they're doing this this is going to be what happens down the road for them you know what I mean? Well, I think that what happens is, and actually my best friend did a lot of foster care for children who were extremely abused. And so what happens is in the brain, they get, they call it being sexualized. And so they become, they become sexualized and then it affects them later in life. You know, either they become just totally promiscuous or, you know, they, they get some strange ideas of what is Mm -hmm. normal and healthy as far as sex is concerned. So it can damage, it can damage you down the line if you're Mm -hmm. not ready. And, you know, absolutely they need to learn about their, their bodies. And, you know, I think that for little boys, that's their favorite toy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, when they get to be about four years old, it's, you know, oh my goodness. We Do they ever grow me. out of that though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting inappropriate and controversial. Right. All right. 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 Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess, I guess you said it. So I was like, well, let me ask because I know like, okay, for my oldest, she will be eight in December and she just wants a phone. Some of her friends have phones and I'm like, okay, right. You want a phone. I know I'm going to have to battle this for like the next 10 years until you get one. Um, I don't want her to have one. Just, there's just so much access that just, it's not necessary. And I've read articles of like, you know, what age is appropriate to give them a phone and that kind of thing. It's like, well, as soon as you have hand them internet access, it, you, you are handing them the world. So you're handing them porn, you're handing them, you know, all the things that are good too. Um, you know, to communicate with your friends, but then you're also exposing them to all the other things. And I'm like, mm, I am not ready for that for her or for mm-hmm. him. Um, right. Do you see some of my friends that are doing, you know, letting their kids have, you know, or my nieces and nephews are a little bit older, um, you know, having Instagram or Facebook. And it's like, it's just, I don't know. There's just so many creepers out there. Just, yes. oh. It's yes. so hard to navigate. I'm like, I, my parents didn't have to navigate that with me. I mean, I got my first phone at 16, but there was no Facebook and social media. Um, you know, there wasn't that. There right. Was right. Worm game on my phone. I could play. That was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we didn't even have cell phones when I was 16. So. <laughs> I got in trouble because I stayed out too late with my friends and my parents didn't know where I was. Cause it was right after I got my car and turned 16 and, um, so then they were like, no, nope, you have to have a phone because we need to know where you are. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to fight it, but um, right, they were very, <laughs> I, yeah, it was new to have phones. Everybody was kind of getting it. But anyway, let's get back on track. So let's talk about um, 
because I know we're talking about the sexual abuse and we can kind of get off of that and just like normal, like, Hey, I made some really bad choices and I have some, mm-hmm. some I don't want to say normal, like whatever it is, it's all normal, right? We all have passed. So what would you right. say would be some of the steps that, that you encourage people to take, um, in part of that healing? Well, part of it would be to recognize it for what it is. I mean, not everybody has that that particular past. You know, some of us grew up with parents who were just very judgmental or stifling or maybe required too much of us. So we felt like we never could measure up. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different types of past. So in recognizing what that is... And even my first husband, he, he made me feel like I was pretty worthless. And that's kind of where some of this came from was because I realized after I was out of the forest, I could see the trees and I realized what had happened and how I had been made to feel like I was pretty worthless. You know, I mean, I took care of the kids and I cooked dinner, but that's pretty much all I was good for. And so I had to get over that. So I had to recognize that that is part of what was keeping me back. Mm. And I had to let go of that. So part of that would be forgiveness, you know, not only to the person who did it and, you know, forgiveness is, People look at it, think of that as a bad word because they think that it's dismissing that behavior, but that's not what it is. It's not for the person who did the hurting. It's the person who got hurt. It's remembering without anger. So you can move forward and learn from what you have been through, but let it go and let it be where it was in the past and move forward without that taking up residence in your mind and causing you to think less of yourself or, you know, stumble along the way because you have that. So forgiveness is a huge thing and we need to learn to give ourselves grace. You know, we need buckets of grace. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) My favorite saying, buckets of grace. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Man, there's never (laughs) enough grace. Right. And we are our own worst critic. So oftentimes we have those little naggy voices in the back of our brains that are saying, you know, you're not good enough or what makes you think you can do this or, you know, all of that. And we need to just Mm. stop those little suckers in their tracks and counter that with good talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of in the program I talk about Geico, you know, garbage in, garbage out. And oh, we I like that. I've never that. heard that. Oh, yeah. Because our brains are like a computer. Whatever you tell Geico. it, it believes. So yes. If, yes. You, if you feed it garbage, it's going to believe garbage. But if you feed it good stuff, so we want to go from garbage in, garbage out to good in, good out. So you're going to get, if you, if you give your mind good thoughts and positive thoughts and, you know, feed it 
the good stuff, right. then you're going to get good out. Mm. Whereas if you keep feeding it the yuck, you're going to get yuck out. Yeah. And it's so, it's so true. I did a podcast episode um, back when I first started. It was Power of Your Words. I think it was in my launch um, in my first eight episodes. Um, but it was just like, you know, it's, it's more than just the thoughts. It's what you say. It's what you speak over your life, over your children, over your marriage. Like, oh, my husband sucks. Oh, my husband sucks. Well, guess what? Your husband's going to suck because you keep saying it, you right. know, or my kids are right. stupid. My kids are stupid. Well, they're going to be stupid, you know, right. but it's the same thing with the thought process. Like if you keep saying, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. or I should, I should, I should, instead of I can, I and I will, or I'm going to, uh, mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that, and that you're bringing that up because there's so much truth to that. And it's biblical too, you know, the, mm-hmm. the power of life or death is in your tongue and you know what you think you speak. And so if you're thinking right. that garbage, I love that, that guy go, um, <laughs> that's fun. I like that. I love acronyms. It just makes things easy to remember, but, um, yeah. I love that you're saying that because yeah, if you're constantly thinking negative of yourself, it's just. And we're all guilty of it. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm not over here perfect and thinking I'm the best thing in the whole world every day of the week. It's not happening. (laughs) Well, you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) I mean, yeah, me too. Me too. We all struggle with that on a daily basis. That's part of the social media too, if we go back to that, because there's just so much comparison and you know, oh, yeah. you see somebody else is like, oh, well, well, they did this with whatever that is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and start comparing mm-hmm. and say, oh, I'm not, a, I'm not as pretty as her, or I'm not as skinny as her, or I'm not as smart or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, I did one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And I took his social media break and it was just for a few days, but it was like, oh, hi kids. Like you have my undivided attention. And we had so much fun and laughter. I'm like, all that pressure uh-huh. just like gone, you know? Nice. But I highly recommend it if anybody's struggling. Oh um, yeah, definitely. So we've got okay. recognize, we've got forgiveness, we've got grace, we've got the guy go. Anything else that you have some advice on? Well, some of that guy go may be from people in our lives that, and I kind of talk about this with the guy go. I talk about cheerleaders and foggers. You know, when you have someone who is just cheering you on and you say, hey, I have this great idea. I'm going to launch a podcast. What do you think? And they go, yay, that's a great idea. You talk so much anyway, you might as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that, yes. <laughs> you know, you have, you have people that are going to go, yeah, you go, girl, you do it. And then there's other people that are going to go, Oh, is that really what you think you want to do? Do you think you can do that? You know, how are you going to do that? Yeah, right. And, you know, and my personality type is I do behavior analysis also. And so, of course, I had to figure out my personality or find out what I was. And, and I'm the type of personality where, you know, I get an idea and I just get all excited. So I would be the type of person going to someone saying, oh, hey, guess what I'm going to do? Ah, you know, I'm so excited. And <clears throat> then the, these people come along who say, well, you know, maybe that's not such a great idea, you know. And so those are people that I say maybe best loved from a distance. Mm. So 
it's okay to love everybody, but you don't have to hang around with them. <laughs> this is, oh, this is something my husband and I talk about all the time. I love that you called it foggers and cheerleaders though, because it, we just call them like Debbie Downers or, you know, mm -hmm. energy suckers, um, negative right. Nancy's like we've got all kinds of names, right? Um, yeah. all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit here. Um, what advice do you have for someone who is married to a fogger? That's a tough one. Because you, you're saying, you know, I know, but we talk about this a lot because there's a couple other podcasts that we both enjoy listening to. And, you know, they talk about that same thing. And it's like, man, how do we get away from, you know, this person and this person, but still love them? Like, how do you set that boundary? But then we we're like, man, I'm, you know, I am his, he's an entrepreneur. I am his number one fan. Mm -hmm. I push him. I, you know, I'm like, let it go, move on. Or, you know, Hey, you should do this. Or what about this? Or, Oh, what about this idea? Like, that's me. I'm, I'm so right. cheerleader. That's me. Um, he's not that type of cheerleader. He's, <laughs> he's the male version where he's like, yeah, if you want to do it, you, you can do it. You know, <laughs> not in your face. Um, but I love that, you know, we, we ground each other. Um, so what would you really say to somebody who's like, every time I have an idea and I bring it to my husband, it's, he's fogging. He's a Debbie Downer. He doesn't believe in me. Um, what would you say? Wow. That's a tough one. It mm. is. It's so hard, but so many women struggle with that, especially when I know starting up something new, like uh -huh. I want to start a podcast or I want to start my own business, whether it's, you know, mm. in the craft and DIY space or, you know, uh, coaching or online, like anything like, uh -huh. you know, it, it's hard, especially if you're like, I kind of think I want to do this, but if I bring it to him, he's going to knock me down. And I know that. So you got to do like all your research ahead of time, then bring it to uh -huh. him and he still knocks you down. Like, ugh. Yeah, that's a tough one, <clears throat> and that kind of falls more into personality and behavior style communication, but yeah, a lot of it's going to depend on their personality style, and I think that the best thing to do, depending on how they react is it maybe be straight and honest with them kind of like i talked about before you know go to the person that hurt you if mm -hmm. if you can and you know explain this is really something that i'm excited about and i i'm sure that i can make a go of it and you know here's all my data mm -hmm. and you know i really would like your support Mm -hmm. And just try to take it from that angle and see where that gets you. But they're not always going to, they're not always going to be supportive. And I, yeah, I, think some, too, I think something too, um, to add to that, I was just thinking about it because um, when I used to work for a, an MLM, so it was like my own business, but it mm -hmm. was, you know, selling makeup. Um, a lot of the women that I, that I met and they were also doing the same thing. I was that a lot of the men didn't support it. Right. Um, but I think the, the number one common theme with that was the money. You know, mm -hmm. they could see the money being spent, but they couldn't see the money coming in. 
Um, so I think that's, that sometimes can be a hard thing too, where if your husband, depending on his personality, like you said, right. I think that was great advice. Um, if he's a money motivated individual and you're like, Hey, I want to try this new thing. His first thing is going to say, how much is it going to cost? Right. I asked you that question. Cause I was like, man, I, I know a lot of my friends are like, he's just not supportive. He's just, he's always negative. I love that you called it a fogger though. So now I can have a new name for it. <laughs> yeah, actually my, my first husband was that way. We also did an MLM and it was his idea to sign up and start this thing. And I knew that it could be successful, but every time, you know, I'd have to go out in the evenings and, you know, go talk to people about it and he'd get upset. <laughs> oh, so you're going to leave me with the kids again? Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't grow itself. Right. Right. So he, yeah, that's, that was one of my, of course now he's my ex, but I don't recommend that necessarily <laughs> may not be the answer to to your father right. i think i think communication like you have a very good response because i don't think anybody's first you know gut reaction is well then just get divorced like that's not really right. sound advice right. right no no absolutely There's not a lot more involved in that but i think communication yeah. and honesty like hey every time i you know bring you an idea or i talk about something that i really like you bring it down. You knock me down. Um, maybe have them listen to this podcast and be like, Hey, you should listen. Hey, there to you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's true. Um, you know, it can go the other way around too. Like I, I know some women that are just total foggers and the men are like, Ooh, I'm going to do this. And the women are like, Ugh. you know, it can be the other way around too. Not trying Absolutely. To here. It's just in, in my world. I'm the, I'm the cheerleader. Um, mm -hmm. My husband me is too, you know, but He's not, he's not that cheerleader, but right. He's just more on an even keel. <laughs> he's, he's a data person. He is a numbers guy. And he, yes. So if I'm like, Hey, I really want to try this. This is my plan. If I don't get to this point by this time, I will stop. And that's what happened with my MLM. Cause it was like, okay, it's just mm -hmm. keep pushing, keep pushing. And it was just creating so much friction in our marriage that it was like, I could see it becoming a, I either continue this or I no longer have a spouse without right. him saying it. He never did the ultimatum, thankfully. Um, but it, it just caused that much friction and it was like, mm -hmm. mm, okay, uh, what's worth more. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, and you know, somebody, somebody else might say, hmm, MLM is worth more. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but somebody else might. Right. Right. <laughs> oh yeah I think it's interesting because you know when you talk about relationships and you talk about past and healing that do you have clients that you work with who are still with the people that hurt them and do you help them with their healing like let's say it's like let's just say it's a marriage like okay my spouse was this way he really hurt me you know maybe not physically maybe not abusive mm -hmm. but verbally or emotionally or, you know, whatever. Um, right. Right. You know, it, it doesn't have to be abuse, but it was like, this really actually hurt my feelings. This is something that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. um, do you work with people that are like in the process of still maintaining that or is it mostly just past and now you're moving forward? 
Well, there's there's a lot of of both. And okay. typically what happens is because of how we feel about our past or our belief system that we have acquired because of our past, we continue to put ourselves in kind of the same situation. Hmm. So, you know, someone who had maybe an abusive alcoholic father grows up to marry an abusive alcoholic man. So we, we continue to put ourselves into the same situation that hurt us in the beginning because of our belief system and how we feel about ourselves. Mm. You know, we, we don't feel that maybe we deserve to have, you know, a, a guy with a great job and, you know, insurance and own a house and, you know, all that stuff that comes with someone who's not an abusive alcoholic spouse. Right. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times too, we are the abuser. You know, we abuse ourselves. I had one gal one time, we were going through one of the activities and in the program, I have the ladies write down on a three by five card things that have been said to them that they need to get rid of. So it's kind of a purging thing. Mm -hmm. And so we write down, you know, statements that they are never going to allow someone to say to them anymore. And I can see where this is going. I was, you know, and I said, you know, and maybe it's something that you say to yourself. And this one gal, she just, her eyes got huge and she started crying and she started writing and she took her three by five card when she was done and she ripped that up into the tiniest pieces she could possibly rip it because mm. we throw them away at the end. You know, after we finish that activity, we throw them away and we would burn them. You know, that was the original idea was to burn them. But, you know, most places don't let you have a fire in their facility anymore. <laughs> no candles or anything. So. So, and it was so cleansing for her and it was, it was very satisfying for me because I saw her aha moment mm -hmm. where she realized the things that she was saying to herself were things that she should never be saying. Right. You know, and I like to say, if you talked to your best friend, the way that you talk to yourself, would you still be your best friend? No. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh, no, many of us say the cruelest things. Yeah. We mm. often say the cruelest things to ourselves. And, you know, if you can't love yourself, you can't love others very well. Because so you can't true. give what you don't have. Right. <clears throat> can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and even the Bible says, think on whatever is true, whatever is pure, what is of good report. Yeah. Think on these things. God made us. He knows what's best for us. And he told us to think of the good stuff. Right. So yeah, we need to heed that. <laughs> it's much easier said than done. Let's. Oh, know, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But I think if you're, if you're making the conscience effort of, mm -hmm. of, being aware 
you know, it's like the power of your words. Like if you are aware of the words that are coming out, then you can start being aware of the thoughts that are being in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, that that's probably not good. That's probably not mm-hmm. a good thought. That's probably not good words to say. Um, mm-hmm. that's so it's so true. Yeah, we are we are so hard on ourselves. And um, I hope for who's ever listening, they they're getting that aha moment and saying, you know what, maybe I need to fill out that three by five card and stop saying this whatever this is air quotes are happening um stop saying this to myself um right right yeah for sure and change that talk yeah as we go through that exercise too where we we change that talk and we we have an affirmation where in the present tense so i am this and i am that mm-hmm. you know i am a child of god i am worthy i am losing weight i am because i am losing weight i promise (laughs) this covid thing just kind of threw me for a loop on my diet but i was doing so well and then i I was too i was too (laughs) it'll it'll happen it's gonna happen right but if you tell your your mind you know i am successful i am getting my work done every day i'm doing whatever it is and even if you're not, you know, if you go to bed every night thinking, oh, you know, I still didn't write that chapter that I was going to write or whatever, you still tell yourself, I am getting my work done because what you tell your brain, it's going to believe. Yes. So it oh. will happen. Yes. Because you keep telling yourself that. Yep. Oh, I love it. I could, I feel like I have so many other questions for you. We just didn't get to them. Um, I was going to ask, okay, so let me just do really quick. What is the title of your book that you already have out? Um, I have, it's Keys to Success. And it's just, it was a collaboration. Okay. And right now I'm writing a book called, dun, 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 Stepping Stones. Ah, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I know, what a shock. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So you're, you're going to be finishing that book soon, I'm assuming. And then, um, all right. We, how can we find you, um, and, and follow you and find out about your course and all that stuff? Well, I have a website, which is steppingstonesvip.com. So it's steppingstonesvip, like very important person dot com my i have contact information on there and a little bit about some of the programs i'm adding some stuff to it so it's kind of okay in progress but i'm because of covid i actually took the soul spa program online and so i'm going to be adding some more dates for that and i actually send the materials out Instead of just emailing them, I send the materials out because I have a little gift that I put in there for ladies that participate in that kind of thing. So I'll be adding some more dates for that. And I also have a couple of programs that have to do with the personality profiling that I'm going to be adding. So that's a lot of fun. When you say personality (laughs) profiling, um, is that like the Enneagram test and stuff like that? It's Yeah, we use DISC. Okay. And what we did was, uh, because I'm licensed with the John Maxwell team, we married the John Maxwell information with the DISC personality 
profiles. Okay. And so we have a report and some you know processes of following up and that kind of thing. So okay. it's very exciting. And we have one that I'm going to be adding. I'm going to be doing some Facebook lives or Zooms on uh, family stressed to family best. And that's tapping into your child's giftedness. So that's a lot of fun. I love that one. I want in on that. <clears throat> I'll let you know. <laughs> I Okay. To be like really, up, okay. Maybe we'll talk about that later, but um, yeah, I think family stress is very high right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, when absolutely. we talk about um, what, you know, what happened at the end of the school year and, and the COVID stuff and the mm -hmm. closures and all the things. And then now we're like all stressing about like, are we opening? Are we not opening? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, all, all the stress. It's very high. So I would right. be really interested in that. Um, and see. Yeah, and it's tough on our kids. Oh, you know, yes. kids expect yeah. parents to know and they expect the president and the, you know, our leaders, they expect our, our leaders to know what to do and nobody yep. knows what to do. No. <laughs> so that's stressing like... our kids out. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. I mean, when we had like that first, you know, that first Friday, I think we closed whatever day that was in March forever ago. Um, it was like, yay, no school. And then it was like, oh, wait. No, it's not just Friday. It's no more. You're like, oh, it's just for two right. weeks. Oh no, no, it's the two more. No, we're done. Okay. Right, right. All right. You know, and and then when we first had those those talks about like, well, what is a virus and what is, you know, because we're still in the in the early stages, you know, it's not middle and high school for us. Um, and so we just talked about, you know, keeping our hands clean and uh, but then I'm not sure how because we don't really talk about it with them. We don't talk about, you know politics or anything like that either mm -hmm. um but it was just really interesting because one there was one night a couple of weeks ago um because someone that we knew had to go get tested and i said we're just going to pray for them because you know we really don't want them to be sick but if they are we want to pray for healing and if they aren't then we want to you know be thankful for that and so we just prayed for them for their family and and their test came back negative so we were celebrating that which was awesome but it brought up a bunch of questions and she just mm -hmm. was like, well, mom, if I get it, am I going to die? And then she, mm -hmm. all these questions started rolling. She's like, well, what if you get it? Are you going to die? Right. I don't want you to die, mom. And I'm like, have you been thinking about this for a while? And she's like, well, yeah. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Like, like we mm -hmm. talked about how, you know, a lot of people are going to you get sick and then, you know, some of those people might die and that's why we can't see, you know, my grandma or there's certain people that are, you know, aren't going to heal as fast or they have a harder time. Like, you know, the kid version right. of explaining it. Right. And, right. Um, yeah. That was hard to be like, Oh, you're seven and you're worried about mom dying. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? Cause I have not given you any inclination whatsoever. Like we've just said, you know, make sure you wash your hands and stay away and wear the masks and where you go places, you know, whatever. They, right. Right. It's just the typical stuff, but I was like, man, how long has she been sitting here worried that if she gets sick, she's going to die? Or if I right. get sick, I'm going to die or dad or, you know, yeah. I was like, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so you, you'd be surprised it, you know, what they catch on to and what they don't, you know, it just, it blew Absolutely. my mind. I was like, why are you thinking you're going to die? Oh. Yeah. I think we sell our kids short sometimes. Oh, uh, all the time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So you've got your, you've got your website. Um, you, what social media do you use? I am on 
Facebook, okay. Stepping Stones Barb. Okay. And I am on Instagram at Barb Hildenbrand. All right. And it's just how it sounds. Hildenbrand. And so, I'll make sure to put it in the notes and I'll put it, I'll tag you and we post your episode and stuff. So people can always go to the Amy Williams show and find you too. So we'll make sure that we connect everybody to you. And I so appreciate your time. It was so fun talking to you. Yeah, it's been fun. It has. New friends. I love new friends. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I'd love for you to join the Amy Williams show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams show and on Twitter at the AW show. If you want to learn how to start your own podcast, the multiple ways to monetize it, leverage it and maximize your influence, then join the private Facebook group at the International Podcast Coaching Network. Can't wait for you to join and get connected with like-minded women using their zone of genius to speak to the world. Before you go, the biggest compliment you can give to The Amy Williams Show is leaving a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or on the Stitcher app for Android. It means so much to me, and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a blessed day.